years, Jane and Finch has developed a reputation for guns and gangs. And this has been fueled by the media. And particularly, I can recall back in 1995, the Global Mail had an article that had these words. Like every big city, Toronto has a district that is particularly synonymous with hell. Here it is, the Jane Finch Corridor. Over the past 28 years, God has kept us here in this community, I believe to be part of the ongoing transformation to help this community be a place where people would want to come to live. There is move afoot to change the name of the area to University Heights. But a change of name will not make a difference until people's lives are changed. And that's what we're about. We're about seeking to change the lives of individuals through the power of the gospel. And as lives are changed, so will the community transformed. Good morning. It's a wonderful privilege and opportunity to be speaking to in this chapel to you. In fact, over 30 years ago, I sat where you sat. It was in one of these chapels. I heard the Reverend Sharp, the founding pastor of Lodmore Baptist Church. Share about that ministry in Jane and Finch. And that prompted me to respond to the call to go. In fact, I think the Lord would speak to me before that. A fellow student of mine was actually doing his field ed over in Jane and Finch. And each time he saw him in the hall, he said, Oddly, God is going to Jane and Finch. <laughs> and I said to him, I'm hearing you, but I'm not hearing God's call. But obviously God had a plan because later on I did go to Jane and Finch. I've been there since then. Today, Jane and Finch is not what it used to be. Its transformation continues, yet it's not what it still can be. In fact, it is still considered one of the 13 priority neighborhoods. A map will show you that neighbor, those neighborhoods. These neighborhoods have in common high concentration of new immigrants, underemployment, lone parent families, especially women, more youth doing poorly academically, and also involved in crime. These neighborhoods are also labeled as at-risk neighborhoods. And of all the 13 neighborhoods, the top three are Jane and Finch, Jamestown, and Malvern. There's a Chinese proverb that says, don't curse the darkness, light a candle. Don't curse the darkness, light a candle. And this is the reason why we are still and continue to be in this at-risk neighborhood. We're committed because we are guided by our motto, which says, a community church with a passion for God and compassion for people. We're also guided by our mission statement, a God-empowered 
and graceful community of Christians whose lives overflow to impact our web of relationships, the Jane Finch area, and the nations of the world in order to advance God's kingdom. Along with our mission and our motto, we do have some values. One of these values is strategic partnerships. Strategic partnerships. We are committed to network with other churches, organizations, and institutions that will enable us to better serve the community, to advance the kingdom of God, or to seek the peace and prosperity of Jin and Finch, to seek its shalom. We recognize as a church we cannot do it alone. That's why we have entered into partnerships. In 2001, Friendship Community Church received a three-year seed money for youth ministry. They decided that they wanted to hire a youth worker who lived in the community. They also wanted to partner with other, church, with other power church organizations that specialize in youth ministry. And they also wanted to partner with other churches in the area who were committed to the values of reaching young people and seeing the community transformed. The initial three other churches that joined the partnerships are Agape, Yorkwoods, and Lyle, as you see on the screen. The power church that we linked up with was Youth Unlimited. And the youth worker that was hired was Benjamin Osei. Benjamin, please stand. He's amongst us today. You may recognize his face because he was a gentleman who was deported back to Ghana. And he, it was his going back that caused us to shut down the Minister of Immigration's um, phone line. Because after it was announced on the street, people called in and saying, this man doesn't deserve to go back. But because the wheels already have turned, the government made a commitment that he'd be back. And within 10 months, he was back with his family. And so we give God thanks for his story. In fact, he's someone who has a story to tell. And time won't permit us to share. But it so happened that Benjamin had lived in our community. And he actually was a member of our church. So he was the one hired to become part of this youth work in the community. Well, the first summer camp that we had under Benjamin's leadership was held in our church building. And it was called Friendship Day Camp. I was impressed at all. I thought, why would they call Friendship when it's in our church? The camp went on, and in the afternoons, they would go to the Yorkwoods Community Church for gym. And then by the end of the summer, some of those unchurched kids end up going to Agape Ministries. I was even further mad. <laughs> then he reminded myself and the church, it's not Audley's kingdom, it's not Lyle's kingdom, it's God's kingdom. And so ultimately, the concern has to be, what is best for the kingdom of God, for the transformation of the community? Well, those four churches, these four churches, form the nucleus of what's now known as the Jane Finch Church Coalition. Presently, it consists of nine churches from nine different denominations. With our motto is this, working together to transform our community. 
Working together has been a blessing to this community. Because being committed to work together as churches, we got the attention of outsiders. And we attract funding. Our church had a ministry to boys, which we were able to expand, and which we now call Hope to Hope. It evolves around basketball, with the primary goal of guiding boys from the age of 10 to the journey to manhood. You realize that tomorrow, I think, is the last day of the RRSP. Have you got yours in yet? Some boys in our community don't expect to live. So they don't think about RSP. They think about resting in peace by the time they're 25. That is the reality of the young men who live in our community. So this celebration here is marking those who turn 18. Because we're saying God and his grace have kept them. We need to celebrate. I want to give them hope that they can live beyond 25 and be thinking about RSP rather than resting in peace. So we are committed because we have been supported. We also attract funding from World Vision, another organization that you may have known of. But they were attracted to us because they saw churches working together. And so you would see up here the graduation of the role model moms. This graduation was made possible because World Vision committed $60,000 per year for four years for us to offer this GED program to give these single mothers the equivalent of a high school education so that after graduation, they can move on to post-secondary. You will see a picture there of Emily, who is a missionary with the director of Toronto City Mission at fr in, in front there. Is Emily here today? Emily is actually a student here, too, who's doing some continuous study. And she could tell some exciting stories about what these ladies are doing. Together, we're working in transforming this community, one person at a time. But not only do we see ourselves working with churches and power churches as a local church, as a Lyman Memorial Baptist Church, we see it's important to also work with other institutions like the Toronto District School Board. Our public educators play a very critical role in the health and well-being of our community. My wife is actually a vice principal now in one of the schools in the neighborhood. There are times, <clears throat> sorry, there are times when she comes home and she's broken. She's broken because she is seen in her school. Teachers who seem to come there to get a paycheck and not have the interests of the students at heart. Teachers who travel from out of town to come to teach our children, Jane and Finch, without much concern for them. A few years ago, our church began an initiative to seek to boost the morale, to help our teachers recognize that they play a critical role in the transformation of a community. Because if every child succeeds, then we all succeed. And so we began what's called a Public Educators Appreciation Sunday. And so every September, we invited teachers and principals to come to our church for us to bless them and encourage them. Since I became the chair of the Jane Finch Church Coalition, 
we opened it up to make it a James Church Coalition initiative. In fact, last October, we had the last one. Dr. Carla Nelson, is she here? She was our speaker. I was so encouraged when we got emails back and said, that said, we felt so empowered. We felt so encouraged. Thank you for appreciating us. We're hoping that each year it gets bigger and bigger because we believe that if we support our teachers, encourage them, that they will encourage our students to succeed. Beyond working in appreciating our teachers, I recall one day being in a school that we have adopted. We do encourage each church to adopt a local school. The one we have adopted is the one up here called York Woods Public School. As I was leaving one morning from the office, I heard behind me, hello, Daddy. I looked around. I was so thankful that my wife wasn't there. <laughs> because she would have been asking, who is that boy? Who is that son that you have there? <laughs> I only have three sons, and I would have been a fourth son. You know what I realized? I looked around and said, do I know you? Do I know your mother? <laughs> but what I took from that was, this young boy was crying for his daddy. It was an absence of a father figure in his life. And he was calling to someone who he could relate to. That touched my heart and motivated me to get involved. So today, I am a tutor, a volunteer in that school. Actually, I should have been there today, but because I'm in chapel, that's why I'm here. <laughs> but I've been encouraged my members to get involved. Get involved because even though your child may have succeeded and have gone on, we have not succeeded until every child has succeeded. And so that's the initiative that we encourage among the members of our church. It is said that sometimes you have the parents, they come to prayer meeting and they don't go to parent-teacher's meeting. So sometimes we have to use the pulpit to also encourage our parents to be engaged in the lives of their children. Because we see the importance of parents and teachers working together so that every child succeeds. We also, as a church and as churches, seek to encourage our teachers by praying for them. In fact, one teacher, one principal of high school has invited us to come in every Friday morning between 7 and 7.30 to prayer walk through that school. And we have been doing that. And thank God we have heard good results of what's been happening. Is it a coincidence that we've been praying and they have succeeded? But somebody said whenever the prayer is coincidence, they keep on praying anyhow. Because coincidence and prayer go together. We also have another significant institution called the Toronto Police Services. Their motto is what? To serve and to protect. That fits in so well with the world of the church. We're to serve and to protect. As we seek to work with them, we have established what's called a faith patrol, where every Thursday the plan is for clergy and lay people to walk with the police into the neighborhood. Can you imagine police and, poli police and clergy walking together? People see us and you don't have to ask. On their face, they're asking, what are they doing together? <laughs> so before they could ask, we said, it's all right. 
we are partners in crime prevention. We are partners together seeking to make this community a better community. Unfortunately, this faith patrol has stopped periodic right now. You have heard about a young man who died while being apprehended near York University, Juna Manon. Well, one of the values we have is justice as a coalition. There's concern about how he died. So right now, there's inquest as we speak. There's an inquest going on right now. And so we have suspended the walk until the inquest is through because we want to bring closure to this and make sure justice is done. But the bottom line is this, that we want to work with the police because we do pray for them, even with this faith patrol suspended. In fact, every June, before summer starts, we ask them to come to special service where we pray for them. Pray for their safety. Pray for the safety of the community. Two years ago, was an encouragement. One of them said to me, I've been in this community for the past 15 years, and this summer was the safest summer, the quietest summer I've experienced. Is that coincidence? I say when you pray, more coincidence happens. So keep on praying. The third and last of our partnerships is with another stakeholder called the Toronto Community Housing. Over the past four summers, this program, which we call Refresh, is about a week of volunteers from our churches coming alongside residents in these homes with volunteers from outside of the community, even from the states, who come alongside and paint, paint their homes. Not only paint their homes, but also have them share with us a meal. You see, if we're going to have impact, we have a contact. The founding pastor of this initiative is from, a, from our, a coalition called Pastor Bill Sundberg from the Church of Nazarene. He said this, the painting projects gets people to open their homes to us. And when people open their homes, they open their hearts. And when they open their hearts, there's no limit what God can do. This past Sunday, we have seen what God is doing. Because the young man who read the scriptures for us on Sunday was a young man who two years ago, we painted his home. And today, his mother and himself and his brother comes to church, as well as some of his friends. There is no guessing what God can do when people open their hearts and you open the opportunity that you take to go into it. Let me conclude, though, with saying this. As it was Martin Luther King who said this, Jr., who said this. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. In other words, as Jeremiah said to exiles, as you pray for the city and seek its prosperity, as they prosper, you prosper. As you prosper, they prosper. So because we're interrelated, the flip side is also true. If there's any at-risk neighborhood, if there's any neighborhood that's a priority because of social issues and economic challenges and crime and low achievement, therefore, it affects all of us. As a local church, we have to be committed to stay there. And I thank God that some of our people have done well enough to move on to Brampton and other places, but still come back because they have a sense that 
if there's anyone at risk, we're all at risk. You can't leave a problem behind you. Because if you go to Brampton, it's going to follow you if you don't deal with those still back there. And so the challenge has been for us, and it should be for all of us, that whenever we identify issues in our city, whenever there are issues that are saying to us, this neighborhood is a priority, it's at risk, you and I need to do whatever we can with whatever we have to make a difference. Because as you prosper and make that community prosper, then we all win. You leave it at risk, then we're all at risk. It takes us beyond Jane and Finch. It takes us across the seas. What's happening in Syria, what's happening in the Middle East, is cause of concern. Whatever we do to help others, we do help ourselves. So here's the challenge then. As we seek to be people of God, seeking to serve him, I want to challenge you to be committed to do your part, to recognize the ministry of seeking to serve God, involves strategic partnerships as a church. We are committed to strategic partnerships to see lives change and the Jenna Finch community transformed. Because Jeremiah 29, 7 says, as the city prosper, we prosper. As we pro prosper, the city prospers. But also on the flip side, if the city or in the neighborhood is at risk, we all are at risk. May God help us to recognize that we are, are in it together. As the people of God, as students, I want to challenge and encourage you that you will consider what God has in store for you. Someone said, a ship in a harbor is safe. But it's not what it was made for. Let's not be so concerned about playing it safe. Let's be careful to launch out of the deep, to do what we can, where we can. So as you consider ministry, young people, let me encourage you not to play it safe. Because as you play it safe, you may end up being a loser. Because only those who are willing to give their lives away are the ones who get it back. Only those who are willing to seek that others prosper are the ones who also prosper themselves. May God help you and help me so we can do our part and make our city, our country, our world a better place because we're committed to its prosperity. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity we have to remind ourselves again that we live in a world that is right around us, that, Lord, we can't live in isolation, that, Lord, when one suffer, we all suffer. Lord, give a greater sense of responsibility we have to do our part in our world where you have called us to. We pray for our young people here today who are considering and preparing themselves for ministry. Lord, give them the courage to go forth and to live to the full, serving you wherever you call them in order to make a difference. The peace to hear us, O oh God as we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I now charge you to go forth into your world and be a change agent. Be of good courage. Hold fast to what is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Identify with those at risk. 
love and serve the Lord. Go forth into your world and carry the candles and light up your world. Amen.